0: You're listening to All The Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 63, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello. I am going to talk about books related to the National Book Award nominations, sort of, kinda. But first, I'm going to tell you about today's sponsor. It is Rule by Ellen Goodlett. The king is dying, his heir has just been murdered, and rebellion brews in the east. But the kingdom of Colonia and the Outer Reaches has one last option before it descends into leaderless chaos. Or rather, three unexpected options. Zophie, Akela, and Ren. When the king summons the girls to his court, they arrive expecting arrest or even execution. Instead, they learn the truth. They are his illegitimate daughters, and one must become his new heir. But someone in Colonia knows their secrets, and that someone will stop at nothing to keep the sisters from their destiny to rule. So that's Rule by Ellen Goodlett, and we thank them for sponsoring. So the long list for books in translation, which is a new category, uh, and young people's literature, those two lists came out today uh, when I'm recording this, and... I was thinking about lots of books that have been nominated that are really great that did not win, and I thought I would mention a couple that I really enjoyed um, because they still deserve to be talked about. Starting with Eat the Document by Dana Spiata. It's about uh, Mary and Bobby. They are these ambitious young radicals in the 1960s uh, during the Vietnam War. They decide to blow up the house of an executive whose company makes napalm, only it goes horribly wrong an innocent person is killed, and they have to go into hiding. They they split up. They don't see each other again. Uh, they change their names. They lead totally separate lives. And unknown to each other, they are both in Seattle 30 years later. Uh, they're living there under their assumed names, and they encounter each other again. And it's about what life is like being in hiding for that long uh, with living with that decision that they've made, Mary has a serious interest in turning herself in. She has a young son named Justin? Jason? I can't remember. But he's 16, and she's thinking that she should tell him what she's done, but, you know, maybe he's going to figure it out for himself before that happens. Anyway, it's called Eat the Document. It's by Dana Spiana. And then there's Nimona. Like, I feel like we talked about Nimona 500 million times on Book Riot when it came out, but nobody's mentioned it lately. But Nimona by Noelle Stevenson, which, why isn't this an animated series yet? I don't know. Uh, It's a graphic novel about a young shapeshifter named Nimona. She's awesome, and she wants to be a villain. So she goes to Lord Ballister Blackheart and says, I want to be your apprentice. Please, 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 please. I have great ideas. I can do crazy things with my shapes. And he says, okay. So they decide that they're going to make trouble for Sir Goldenloin and expose him and his other her- the other heroes that he's friends with as frauds. But Nimona is a bit unpredictable, and she starts to worry Lord Blackheart a bit. Uh, he doesn't know if he's going to be able to keep her on as an assistant or if she's going to be able to keep herself under control. So that's *Nemona* by Noelle Stevenson. And there's The Leavers by Lisa Ko, which it feels like it came out years and years ago, but it was just last year, I think. So good. It's about an 11-year-old boy named Deming. His mother is an undocumented immigrant. Uh, she goes off to work one day. She works in a nail salon, and she doesn't come back. She, she just does not return. Uh, so Deming is taken by authorities. He is renamed Daniel. He is moved to from New York City to upstate New York. Uh, and it's about how his adoptive parents are trying to get him to love them and want to be with them while he's still missing his mother and figuring out where he belongs in the world. And it's also it's narrated by him as Daniel as he's older and his life is changing. And his mother, Polly... What it's like for her to have lost her son like that. And it's just a beautiful novel about belonging. So, again, it's called The Leavers by Lisa Coe. There's The Heaven of Mercury by Brad Watson, which takes place uh, starting in 1917 in Mercury, Mississippi. There's Finest Bates. He is in love with Bertie Wells. He has always been in love with Bertie Wells ever since he saw her doing naked cartwheels in the forest. He loves her for 80 years, through marriages to other people, through the suspicious poisoning death of her husband. He is a writer and a radio host, and he writes the obituaries for the town, but he's not going to tell his secrets or what he knows or how he feels about Bertie Wells until she has gone to heaven. It's just a really fun sort of southern gothic, but it's also humorous. Uh, it's got a huge cast of colorful characters. So again, that's The Heaven of Mercury by Brad Watson. And there's When the Sea Turned to Silver by Grace Lynn. About a young girl named Pinmei whose grandmother is the village storyteller. One day, the emperor's soldiers kidnap her grandmother. And they don't know what to do. But Pinmei remembers that the emperor has always wanted something called the luminous stone that lights the night. And so she figures that if she could get this stone, he will give her back her grandmother. So Pinmei and her friend Yishan go on an adventure looking for this stone and face some of the obstacles that they've only heard about from tales, uh, looking for this luminous stone and hoping that it will help them rescue her grandmother. So that is When the Sea Turned to Silver by Grace Lin. And for today's dealer's choice, I was talking about The Last of the Really Great Wangdoodles, by Julie Andrews Edwards, a.k.a. Mary Poppins. And it turns out I did not realize she had written a book before The Last of the Really Great Wang Doodles, which is a book that I always feel like so many people have still not heard of. I hadn't heard of her first book, which was Mandy, and a bunch of people on the internet were like, you have to read Mandy! So I got a copy, and I'm planning on reading it on my vacation next week. It's about a 10-year-old orphan girl named Mandy... She finds a tiny deserted cottage in the woods one day when she's out there wandering around and she starts taking things from the orphanage and sort of moving stuff into this cottage to make it like her own place. And then one day she gets very ill and no one knows where she is and what's going to happen to Mandy. This is all the stuff I got from reading the back. The blurb says it's the perfect book for 10-year-old girls who love tiny houses and stories filled with hope. One of those things applies to me. Um, but not the others. But it should be interesting. And I, like I said, I love Last of the Really Great Doodles, so we're going to see how that goes. And so that is it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you again to our sponsor, Rule by Ellen Goodlett. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash allthebooks. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. If you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, Steinbeck MLA. You can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Franzen Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Rebecca Shinsky to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.